0: Hey guys, it's Tati. Welcome back to the World podcast. Today we have our guest star Mustafa here with us today, representing PVD Flow, Absolutely. and um, well, you do more other things, right? Or is yeah, it, um,
1: yeah. Well, first thing first, I want to say thank you for the opportunity. Of it's a pleasure to be here finally. Yes. Um. Yeah. My name is Mustafa Kalam. I go by Moose. Mm. This is a lot easier on the tongue. Yeah. Co-founder and founder of PVD Flow. An organization that's built around uh, the community. We want to give an opportunity for everyone and anyone who is considered to be an artist to have the opportunity to showcase their work. You know, like for you, for example, like you're an artist and you, you like to draw and your work is amazing. We would love to give an opportunity for people like you to showcase the art. Mm-hmm. You also do music. Mm-hmm. And that's another art form that we love. And we would love to have that be shown to the world, yeah. so we're kind of uh in, du- in the in the in the short term in a in an easier way to put it, we are a avenue that people can take in order to expand their their lives their mm-hmm. future, hopefully do bigger better things through pvd flow yeah, yeah.
0: Can we, I think it's going to be like a big festival at some point i assume hopefully like, yeah that's the, have... that's
1: the goal that's the goal that's definitely the goal so we started off um Pvd flow about two years ago but we did our first event about a year not last n- year right? last year last year around september was our first event it was
0: really good the thank event, you it was really
1: beautiful thank like, you for thank it to be so the much.
0: first event oh no Oof. the one that
1: you came to okay. i believe was the second one okay so that was the second one. the one that we did at newton park i'm mm-hmm. sure that some of you guys are watching this or like oh yeah newton yeah. park was our second event that we held um which was also flow fest uh and that was a thing that we did with another organization so we were allowed to get that park. But the very first one, the one that kind of propelled us to where we are today, was the one that we did outside of our studio. Oh yes
0: Uh, I remember that one. I saw it online. I it wasn't there but I remember it. Yeah. It
1: was was very fun. It was a very like so the thing with it was what it did was create a community out of thin air. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because when we did this event we didn't anticipate anything more than the work that we were putting in mm-hmm. but gradually as you put work in people start to recognize and they want to help too they want to be a part of it in any way they can um, so when we did it we we kind of were focused on how do we bring people out to come have fun that was it yeah. we just want to listen to music and have fun And it was more so for ourselves just because we wanted to change yeah. here in the city so we did it we threw an event right outside of our studio And uh, we had a couple of cool performers, shout out Chase Green, shout out Eifue. And uh, yeah, we had a great time. Mm -hmm. We ended up having their live performers. We also had dancers. We had um, food. The food was amazing. We had 5 vendors in total that day. Mm-hmm. Only 5 vendors. The very next event that we had, we had 20. You had a
0: lot of vendors. We jumped. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. The food was
0: amazing too. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we
1: definitely yeah. try our best to bring in the right people. Mm. That's our goal. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, as we did the our, as we're doing this whole PVD flow, we learned that uh People are really what make this happen, but Mm. man, I got to be honest with you. It's so hard dealing with people sometimes. Yeah, it's so hard to be. How do you How do
0: you maneuver through that? Or like, I wonder how you got your network to gain all those vendors and how you got your name out there to to talk to those people.
1: So when it comes to like getting people to be a part of something, it's as simple as saying the thing that it is you want. So when Mm -hmm. we had this whole thing with PBD Flow and we were like, oh, we want vendors. We did a simple thing where we reached out to the public and we were like, listen, we are having an event. If you are interested in vending, hit us up, Mm. DM us. And then we personally were like, "Okay, this isn't enough people. Let's go reach out to them. Mm. You know, sometimes when things aren't in your favor, you got to go take initiative to go make that thing happen. So what we did was we went out to the public and we asked a handful of people that we were really interested in their work like some people who make clothes some people who made jewelry some people who made like cosmetics all different types of stuff we were like we really like you we would like to have you at our event and nine times out of ten someone's not going to say no to an opportunity to make money right so they're going to say their
0: name out there too absolutely absolutely
1: and that's and that's exactly what happened you know we gave them an opportunity and some of them were so fortunate that day that they were given an opportunity at other at other locations to go ahead and vent. Like, shout out Taj, shout out three hundred and sixty. You know, like yeah. when we when we uh when we did that first event, it was it was dope for everyone and not for nothing people made their money so yeah. it was amazing it was amazing for sure
0: being being at the second event that I went to meeting Spocka uh, another person that also does mm-hmm. like a market just it felt like another like a networking event where you can meet um, other creators in yeah. the city and just like not only get your name out there but also like collaborate with other individuals that you never saw before so I mm-hmm. think that was a great opportunity yeah, that, that, that you created Spocka is
1: a big 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 person here in Providence shout mm-hmm. out Spocka man like I swear he inspires the shit out of me man like when I see him do what he do, I can't help but feel like, damn, I got to step my shit up. Mm. And it was this show that he did not too long ago. I don't think you were here for it. But he did a show here, um, and he was performing. I had no idea this dude performed. I had no idea he was an artist. Yeah. He went on that stage, and, man, listen, I I have an artist that I love and adore. His name is J. Cole. I know some of y'all going to hate him that i said that what? but i love it j- listen so there are some real some j. j cole haters out there yes i
0: can't believe it yes i can't believe
1: it and um when i was there but i was like if j cole was to perform i feel like i'd be feeling the same feeling i'm feeling right now wow. he had me in it like the man is so intelligent and i mm-hmm. the reason i bring him up is because Spocka was one of the biggest um like reasons as to how we managed to get some of the other vendors to come along mm-hmm. like he would have those you know the, yeah. the marketplaces every weekend and we would go there and you know we would sell our stuff some of the stuff that you see here like some pvd flow merch we have a, a hood we have hoodies we have uh lighters and, and and different uh stuff but i would walk around and meet some amazing people and just hey we're having an event at this day would you like to vend as well of course you know like people are always interested in an opportunity like that Spock is amazing man okay Um, how
0: did you get in touch with him before like how did you meet him
1: it it was um so the the second event that we had he was actually a vendor Okay. so yeah so we we hit him up we were like we really like your work come over here help us out show love and everything he's Mm -hmm. he's the type of person who always reach out to the people like if he sees you doing something He'll try to help you out. He got the knowledge. And he's not even from around. He's from New York.
0: Really? So he's
1: not. Yeah, he's coming here just taking control. (laughs) Like, the vibe is amazing. And we really plan on doing that. Listen, PVD flow in itself, we really want to take it to the next level. We don't want to stay here and reside in Rhode Island for the rest of our lives, even though we are PVD flow. And I want that to be, like, understood. Like, we know where we come from. That's one thing we don't intend on switching up. Mm -hmm. but we do want to expand we want to have pvd flow be in philly in new york and and uh miami we want to be everywhere we want to be everywhere that's the goal with pvd flow we want to be able to be everywhere and give an opportunity for people to always have fun and showcase what they do Mm -hmm. it's so fun doing it like i i'm serious like i had no idea that this was something that i was meant for up until like my junior year Mm -hmm. like the year had just passed Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I really love this so much. I think I gotta just fully invest in it. And that's when I had made the decision. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna declare myself as a as a public relations minor, okay. or a commu- and I was a communications major as in it already. So I was just like, let me just tie the both and make it a whole thing. I
0: was and gonna ask a lot. about yeah, I was gonna ask about um, education because I know you mm. w- went to classical, you went to college, and now you're, you're studying commu- um Sorry, you're studying communications, mm-hmm. and what in like what made you want to do communications is it because you were always intrigued by it speaking to other people or did you know this was the path for you like did you know what you wanted to do with this
1: no when i went into uri my first year i was undeclared i wasn't sure what i wanted to do because it's just you, you know you get fed so much information listen mm-hmm. everyone listen your parents are always going to tell you what they're you know what they think is the best thing for you and i know y'all heard this so many times but Nine times out of 10 your parents know know the surface level of you. Let's focus on that, right? Okay. They they don't know all of you. They don't. They don't. And they do. and the reason is because we as, you know, just humans, we like to keep certain things private. Okay. Um not necessarily like, oh, privacy like I don't want people to know that I did this with this person, like no, like that's a whole different topic we're talking about like certain things that just go on in our heads that we're just like not ready to share to the people but Mm. we feel very comfortable and like strongly about inside of us Mm. and i have really close people to me like tell me uh prior to college oh don't don't go down the soccer route Mm. and i was really invested in soccer and soccer was my biggest thing and i and i'm sure you remember in high school i loved it and i was given an opportunity to go play at rhode island college but um someone really close to me came up to me and uh put me to the side and was like listen uh, if you want to be successful in life you have to understand the you have to understand the value of, uh, of what's important mm. and uh, the value of yourself mm. and they told me in, in short that if i wanted to if i wanted to um continue to be a successful man that i would have to focus on my education rather than my passion and that was really uh, eye-opening for me, for one, because it, it just gave me an understanding of the generation gap that we have. Right. And then at the same time, it, uh, it kind of hit a, it, it struck a nerve with me because I was thinking now, like, am I being selfish, thinking about myself and my passion rather than my future and my parents? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a lot of, it's it's a deep conversation to have with oneself. And again, that, that comes back to my point about your parents don't know everything that's going th- through your head. Like, even if you try to explain it, like, I'm sure there are some things that they're going to just knock down and be like, nah, it's not even that deep or nah, it's not that important. Mm-hmm. But uh, you really have to learn to to hone in on what it is that you like and want to do. So when I uh, went into this path right here with like PVD flow and so you know like
0: is that what made you pivot towards going to uri and take well obviously yeah you declared in well law not
1: pvd flow itself mm-hmm. but the education side okay, like, okay education was the choice that i had to make but through this path that i've been in with education i've caught another passion yeah it's called pvd flow mm-hmm. and you know what's crazy the same person that i uh, told this to about you know my passion with like soccer and everything mm-hmm. came to me when i mentioned pvd flow and said listen This might not be the best opportunity for you. What if you invested yourself in an organization that's already successful and you learn from them and then come back and do this? I said, listen, your perspective is amazing. You're an intelligent woman and I respect what you say. But there is a line that you have to create. um, And that line is value, how you value yourself. Do you just take anything anyone says to you and uh, that's what you're going to run with? Or are you going to take what someone says into consideration and create your own decision? Right. Which is what I do, you know. Like, I really take in everything I hear, and I I make sure that I'm making the right decision when it comes time. And, yeah, so, like, with PVD Flow when time came, uh, and I had to make the decision whether this is something I want to do or not, I definitely was like, yeah, this is what I want to do, and I'm investing my time, my education, my money into all of this. Mm -hmm. And ever since that first studio space that we got up until now man it's been amazing
0: can you can you talk a little bit more about how you cultivated not just the name of pvd flow but in what way i know it's like a group thing right it's Mm -hmm. you will and a few other people right that came together and created this brand how did you even come up with like yo i know you did say that you guys wanted these kind of events um what made you like so urgently go after it and like what empowered you to create this
1: yeah um it's so funny man like when we first got that studio spot mm. it was not pvd flow yet like oh. it wasn't anything yet we were just a group of people who were trying to do something mm. and then one day mm. well he came up to me and was like let's throw an event and i was shutting that shit down i was like <laughs> nah, bro there's no there's no point it's not it's gonna be too much time it's gonna cost bread it's gonna be this that and the third we mm. need a stage that costs too much money and know I'm giving him the breakdown. He looks at me. He's like, I, like, I don't give a fuck. I want to do this. Exactly. And I was like, I go build a stage, start it off, and then see what happens. And then he went out and grabbed the materials and started building a fucking stage in the studio.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> it was in the studio first. In
1: the studio first. Mm. And I was like wow like and you know as a human being you know we're all different and how we take perspective how we take in things but mm-hmm. when i saw that a perspective of will came into mind mm-hmm. the hard working genuine determined person that mm-hmm. i didn't necessarily see him before was the person i saw him now right. and when i saw that i was like i'm all in mm-hmm. eddie didn't have to do any more than that because he showed me his initiative and how much how serious he was about it and i was like yeah mm-hmm that's it and no and there's no there was nothing more needed to be said after that in terms of where we were going Mm -hmm. like in what path we were heading like we knew that pvd flow this event management group was going to be a thing because that first event spoke so much and if it wasn't for will shout out will man founder of pvd flow the goat. i love him so much he opened so many doors for all of us and yeah, if it wasn't for him, like we would nece- we wouldn't necessarily have the, the whole event thing that we do now. Mm-hmm. But um I feel like it, it got I gotta be honest, and when I say like the thought of PBD flow, like the idea of being a part of a group, mm-hmm. that stemmed way back. Like I was born in Iraq, as mm-hmm. you know, I was born in Baghdad, Iraq. arabi Salamu alaykum, ismi Mustafa Kalum Winsha'Launtu the not halah. Uh, Nakash between me and Tati. Bessa, mm-hmm. I was I was born in Baghdad, Iraq, and I was born during the time that was really hard for that country as a whole, like bombings and the craziest things that you can imagine. But there was a a moment in my life that I experienced something that just changed my whole life as a whole, mm-hmm. and it made me necessarily uh, look. That th- made me look at life very differently. It made me very motivated, very driven to make something out of this life. So when we left Iraq after that incident happened, we went to Egypt. After Egypt, uh, we stayed there for a year. And I'm still young, and I'm not necessarily Mm -hmm. retaining anything. We went from there. We came to America. And uh, when we got here, I was, again, filled with this uh, notion that I had to do something. Because, you know, we came from a war-torn country. Uh, We came uh, as refugees. We, We were like, you know, we're at the bottom of the board right now we need to make something happen out of this and you know thank god to my parents for allowing me to be in this position now because if it wasn't for them i wouldn't be able to do what i want to do right. but um it's more than that it's, it's the fact that they allowed me to get to the decision now i have to make something happen for them and not only for them but for my family in the future Everybody who's going to be around me, I want everybody to feel comfortable—the the comfortability that I didn't necessarily feel when I was a child right. because of everything that was going around. And that doesn't mean, you know, like Iraq was disgusting, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. It was just hard to like accept certain realities, you know. Like, and my parents, man, like I love them so much. They, when I was a kid, they tell mm-hmm. me the story that they would even let me crawl on the ground because they were afraid of like me getting dirty. So it's not mm-hmm. like they didn't. My parents took really well care of me. But the, the society as a whole, the, the world as a whole was really difficult, especially with the traumatic incidents that occurred. It just made it really hard to say, this is my home and you know th- I'm going to make something out of this world right here. Right. Uh, we had to make a change and we had to make that difference. And it's so crazy to think that now I'm in America and I'm an American boy and I speak your language so perfectly and yeah. all this shit. And it's like... You know, like now like I said, it's my, my my goal is to make something happen out of this life that I was given. Mm-hmm. And I say this is chance two. Like chance one was alright, man, like that's gone. Mm-hmm. Chance two, this is my opportunity. Now I have to make something happen and it's by the grace of God, hopefully. I really do love the like the whole podcast thing, the P V D flow thing, like all those things, anything media related because my goal is to share my story to the world yeah. eventually. Mm-hmm eventually
0: what what age did you come here at? and then like how did you i know that um sorry your first language is arabic yeah so how did how did uh the impact between like how did you like transition basically like, yeah
1: I, um, if, I came here when i was young you, but you i was, speak I was like you
0: said very well so i wonder how
1: yeah yeah so I, I, I came here when i was young but like young enough to still retain okay so i came here when i was um i left iraq when i was eight Got there nine, ten years old. I was here, okay. about ten. Um, that was like, you know, the how we say the the shift in my life when I like transitioned from Egypt to here. I was just like taken back, like what is mm-hmm. this? And I was going on, but the shift was really hard for me because the first couple of years was just me trying to understand how y'all were speaking. Um, i know y'all spoke english and i understood a little bit of english but the the way y'all spoke was just so different to me um but i made it a thing because uh you know when i was young i was being muslim being arabic coming from a country that was that happened to be in a war with the country that we're currently in it was just like shit it was messy and I was, you know, getting called a terrorist at 10 years old. Like I'm a 10-year-old getting yeah. called a terrorist. Like what do I have? what business do I have with any terrorist group?
0: But you were being called as by other like 10-year-olds the that did te-
1: 10-year-olds. Honestly, sometimes you'll see a kid on the street. My mom will have a hijab and mm. they'll say some corny shit from across the street. Right. And you know, it's 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 in, in a way it was fine because it built this character in me that was like I need to disprove whatever the fuck they have going on. Mm. So, I made it a thing by, like, fourth grade. I was, like, fucking proficient in English. I was, like, I didn't have an accent. Nothing nothing like that. I was just, like, I need to make sure I'm good. Yeah. You feel me? And uh, I think ever since then, just, it's, it's been better. It's been less bullshit from other people. And, uh, yeah, that's where I am now. That's good. Yeah. Um,
0: where we wanted to go. Let me see. I'm trying to think.
1: what about you like this whole podcast thing like what made you decide to go into doing it like i think it's something that a lot of people definitely are hesitant about or they they might do it for a couple of years or a couple of months and then just leave it off what made you be so consistent with it what what made you like it so much
0: i mean i've always like been creating content since Mm. i was kid very like long long time ago when i was a child yeah i've been making content for 12 years what kind of content just like on youtube like first it was unboxings then it was like (laughs) mostly a lot of them were unboxings at first talking about myself talking about i i've done some videos where i talked about music before um i just and then i started doing a lot of hair videos so i would do a lot of voiceovers for those and just talking about i gotta
1: ask were you a youtube baby
0: baby how i mean i guess like it wasn't. Baby, i started like, it at like sixth grade fifth grade so
1: but i grew up on youtube
0: yeah
1: you facts, do too right facts, yeah yeah like i grew up on youtube like till this day mm-hmm. i refuse to watch any form of entertainment aside from you like it's yeah. not that i refuse but like youtube is my go-to facts, yeah. like shout out listen shout out to the sidemen because y'all keep me entertained 24 7 every sunday i love it shout out uh the beta squad man i love y'all content shout out either ross Kaisanet all mm-hmm. y'all are just like amazing funny people that i've grown watching like so
0: has been long. that old huh kysonette's from back back nah
1: kaisanet is new but the reason i mentioned him is because i feel like he the next motherfucking i don't know like, like go the, he's goaded mm-hmm. i love him he's so funny to me mm-hmm. he is so funny to me oh bullshit <laughs> do
0: you think any of i feel like those Twitch girl, those twitch guys some of them are like a little over exaggerated i don't know if they play a part 100 really, but that's the rule you
1: know you're doing shit live it's so hard to be entertaining live yeah you feel me? so work. you gotta be a little extra and,
0: yeah my boy
1: has the tag right before he goes live like adhd like uh, you know you're walking into something crazy yeah you feel me yeah <laughs> But I love that shit, bro. I love content that's uh in your face. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just very fun to watch, especially if you just laid back, rolled yourself one, you feel Mm -hmm. me, just having a good time. I love, I love the YouTube Twitch scene right now. Like, I love it so much. I think it's what the world needs to sit to because all the bullshit that we get, you know, watching other stuff is just not it. YouTube is a really good resource platform. Yeah, I learned so much from it. Like so much. (laughs)
0: Learn a lot of things off YouTube mostly right. everything youtube university a lot of people give like chops to them because like you can really just pick up youtube and just find Literally. so many you know solutions to a lot of your problems
1: y'all mm-hmm. have a question yeah go have on. you seen this guy tate uh andrew tate around by any chance tate. andrew tate yeah on like social media the bald guy that says outrageous statements like he
0: sounds like his name sounds familiar
1: yeah well it's just outrageous things Oh, outrageous things. You should put a clip in the video or something. The reason I mention him is because I want to bring up the point that...
0: Oh, yes. I have seen him. My favorite YouTuber, Shneeko. Shneeko, he talks
1: massive about him.
0: He doesn't talk... He He likes likes him him now. Well, he
1: likes him, but then he also calls him out on his bullshit. But the reason I bring him up is because I think that people like him know how to take advantage. hmm taking advantage of the current society that we're living in and the reason i say that is because he's completely aware of the fact that we have so many kids Mm. right who are prone to going on a social media platform trying to be like someone or embody that person and they're like oh what's the quickest way to get to that thing Mm. he created this thing called hustlers uh what is it hustler university Mm. (laughs) now listen to this he tells kids, "Pay me fifty dollars to get into this program, in which you will learn how to be a hustler." In turn, they post clips of him doing the Hustler University, and they, and then he gets paid for it. And then what happens is he gives them referral codes. So in essence, in essence, this is a pyramid scheme. Right. Right. This is a pyramid. He has,
0: he's hustling them. Yeah. Yeah. Hustler University. Let me like hustle
1: you. <laughs> it's so funny. But you know, like it's just it's just something to like definitely keep in the back of your mind when you think about like the the society and the community that you're watching. Oh, don't think sure. that everything you know you're gonna get is gonna be top tier. Like a lot of these kids is just bullshit and trying to entertain. You feel know I me? Mean? Facts. But so- shout out Andrew Tate, you funny as hell.
0: <laughs> His point, I don't know. I, he is funny because he just be he just be talking about a lot of extravagant. I think things. he knows he's
1: bullshit. I, think, I don't think
0: he does. I think he t- thinks he's like telling mad. He's being really serious some and crazy shit. I have yet to like watch any of his real content. I've only seen him on that date with that girl talking to her. I don't yeah. know if you've seen that video. Yeah, I have, I have, I have, but that's there's some
1: stupid shit there too. Yeah. Crazy thing is though, like I, I really am interested to see your perspective on this. Do mm-hmm. females, um do female? Well, I don't want to say females. Do do women like to be submissive or no? I think that's like honestly
0: that's been online I all I'm I'm gonna speak for myself. Speak for yourself. I'm gonna speak for myself. I think as a woman I would rather be submissive.
1: Rather than be overly dominant or trying to get your way in every setting
0: yeah i think that we're natural we're obviously naturally nurturers and we Mm -hmm. but it's just the obviously the world that we live in the patriarchy that we live in we have to fight for ourselves all the time if we were so submissive obviously right now we don't have rights to our own bodies at this present moment and so being in that submissive state isn't going to get us anywhere
1: how do you think that how do you think that that um we can create a, a mindset where submissiveness is still accepted but
0: we'd have to trust the men You'd have to them. trust you guys, and it, like it right. doesn't seem like there's the uh, the authority that men pose in our society doesn't really deem our safety at all. Like there's people right. in the streets. Obviously, R. Kelly just went to jail for right, right. doing that. A lot of the things, you know, manipulating women to become his basically sex slaves. Right. Um, you'd have to trust them. You'd have to trust the people that are in quote unquote charge. So.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a very valid point. That's a very valid point. Do you think that it's a it's an American thing or it's a world thing? I think it's a world thing. I it's a world, world thing. I, mean,
0: I don't I don't know if it's more toxic in America. I've have never lived in any other country, so I don't mm-hmm. know. But I definitely think it has to be a world thing.
1: You know, I you know, coming from a country where women are pretty oppressed, not necessarily to pass- that I extent. To ask,
0: because I don't know if it's like a thing of uh, I I wonder because I I don't know, but. I always, from my research or whatever, I've seen that like, the hijab is more of like showing like modesty and like protecting yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yourself, there's like, a, there's a big
1: misconception with that, but yeah. it, you can find it all over YouTube. The hijab's point is not to say you must wear it and you gotta wear it because of religion. No. Oh. The women wear it because it's their choice. They decide that they don't want other people to go ahead and look at them. For mm-hmm. example, if you wear a hijab, you're most likely not going to have someone look at your hair and be like, oh, you have beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. You be, become more reserved yeah. in that sentence. Same thing with how they dress and what they decide to put on because we don't, they don't want to be provocative. They don't want to be... You know, I I see right? So, huh? like,
0: seen as an object, seen as an object. Yeah, they don't want to be way. seen exactly. like that. Yeah, yeah. As that. Yeah.
1: That's why they, they cover themselves up, which something it's something I definitely respect. I have nothing against that. But the reason yeah. I say there's a certain level of oppression in in, in in most Middle Eastern countries and it's it's more so focused on uh, what they allow women to do and what they don't mm-hmm. and what they're not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a uh, it's been changing it's been getting better but as a whole i find it interesting to to see a society where the women are more submissive submissive than the men and
0: and in what way and what what does that look like though and what do you say submissive because i wonder what does it even mean to be i think people in the society now we think about being submissive to our man to mm-hmm. our like husband you know what i mean that's what or, i mean or a partner yeah Right, okay, so you're not going to beat on me. Okay, okay. Not
1: like to the general. Right, yeah, yeah no. Makes sense. But to their husbands, they're more submissive and to their men in their mm-hmm. lives, they're more submissive and they're not, you know, overly anything. They're not trying to say, oh, I need to get a job, or I need to do this, or I need right. to do that. They're just kind of like, we'll take care of your family, yeah. you provide for us
0: is that is that too simple i think it's just because the men can all like you already we know how men we don't know how men all men are but men can easily leave you yeah easily leave you so now that 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 security is gone you don't have a job i don't have no job that's why back in the day women really would be in the house and men would be in work right and that security was always there you would always be with your wife you you never you usually wouldn't divorce divorce rates are much up like higher nowadays Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but for a woman to not have a job is just like relying on the man the whole time. you really it's really about trust. you really would have to trust that they would never leave you if you If you don't have any resources, you don't have a family, he's your only family, you have these kids. he can easily leave.
1: Hes fuck man. Leave. But listen, even for a man to be able to do that is a yeah it's a wicked world. Yeah. I don't think that's yeah anyway, moving on mm. yeah it's 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 definitely something that the society has to acknowledge and work on. Work yeah, on.
0: Definitely work on. Yeah. Um, is there any other topics? We could talk about anything now. I feel like we have a, yeah. c- a couple.
1: I want to kind of tell you guys about the story about how, like, PVD Flow, uh, PVD Flow Off, like, really started off prior to that event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, One question. What's though? up?
0: Because I know you had, like, you were talking about the stage, um, building him, will starting building um, the first event stage in, in the the studio the second stage how did you make that that thing was huge how was the takedown how was the process of making it (laughs) i wonder i just so
1: the second stage is so interesting because we didn't again we didn't have a stage and this is literally the day before the event Mm -hmm. we were trying to get a stage i sit you not for three weeks but the prices were ridiculous oh yeah i was wondering you can order those i didn't know yeah, you can like rent them out and shit, but like oh, okay. the prices were ridiculous. We're talking about a thousand dollars for a couple hours. I'm like, What yeah. the fuck are you smoking? Yeah. But um we were like, I guess we gotta do it again. We stayed up in my backyard, mm-hmm. in my backyard, I sit you not, the beginning of the day before the event till the end, staying up all night making yeah. this big ass stage. And the only reason we were able to do it is because me and Will headed out to this like random factory that mm-hmm. was like selling pallets or not selling, but giving had, away yeah, pallets. Yeah, yeah just giving them away we were like fucking perfect we went and grabbed them put them in my backyard did every single thing one after the other took it to the we we, oh. we literally drove it in a truck this big ass stage put it in a truck and we like held on to it took it to the park and we i don't even know till this day i do not know what happened to the stage
0: what do you mean like i don't
1: know what, where it went i don't know who picked it up i don't know uh, what happened you left it there. like i left that whole day <laughs> you know, like, we did it we just nice. like here Oh, we didn't well, bro it was crazy though and i remember that night when we were building the stage it was me izzy chino uh will uh, what's the name C yahia my dad and yeah. uh enzo like there were so many people a part of this and i remember at one point i was like walking to go do something and as i'm walking there i step on a nail and right like, in your this cul- is, yeah like directly through my foot bro mm. i was gone i couldn't believe it bro. this rusty ass nail went in my foot all the way through it felt like a hot knife just digging in like it was crazy and mind you this is all the day before the event right and i'm like fuck i gotta go to the er get a tetanus shot, or some shit like oh, that you're scary yeah. yeah and mm-hmm. i was like i went there ended up staying at the hospital for like fucking three hours just to not get anything mm. because they were like oh you took it before I oh, took the shot. Like, what do you like? What's the point of all this then? Y'all could have <sighs> said that from the jump, and um, so I I, I went back to the house and they just continued working until we finished the stage. It's crazy. But
0: you, you weren't in pain or anything. Massive
1: shot. pain. Like I almost passed out. Like it was crazy, bro. Like a fucking nail went in your foot.
0: Yeah.
1: What do you like? I was looking at it like, what the fuck just happened to me? It fucking hurt
0: did you push through it because the next day i didn't even yeah. know that happened to you 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 was cheerful oh yeah you have, have to be you yeah have to be. we had
1: so much fun that event man we had so much fun shout out to all the vendors that pulled up mm-hmm. shout out to everyone shout out to everyone but uh i was saying you know like prior to the whole event stuff we were selling equipment like this here i want to show the camera is it
0: yeah go right oh actually
1: is it is it stop or no
0: it does
1: not have a continue but now it's good yeah. but i was saying like you know prior to, to P V D flow and the whole event stuff we were making uh stuff like this like check it out i don't know if you can see it but uh it says P V D flow on it
0: I'll, i will do a close-up shot and i'll yeah, cut yeah, it
1: yeah in. yeah, yeah. will do another P V D flow on it and stuff like that we have these uh what's it called plasma lighters and stuff and i swear to god this is the dopest fucking thing that you can tell anyone because this is the original story of how P V D flow came out came to be mm-hmm. so well again uh we had all the supplies that said pvd flow on it right yeah and we were like well what do we do with it right mm-hmm. we can't just like keep selling it on snapchat or like whoever like it's not doing much so i was like why don't we just go to smoke shops and ask them if they'd be interested so we put a duffel bag on our backs walked to like 10 different smoke shops and we were like gave them a pitch and this is, like, me bullshitting. Like, this is where the communications <laughs> degree really comes into <laughs> to play. I yeah. will be like, oh, hello, my name is Mustafa Kalam, and this is my, my partner, Will. We're an organization. I have bullshit. I'd be like, we've been around for, like, two years, this, that, and the third. Love so I, w- I would tell them, like, this is when we first started. Like, we've been around for two years. We make merchandise of this nature, and, you know, we've been... Uh, heavily pushing it in the state we would like to have you we would like for you to have some of our stuff so you can sell it to the public i'm sure that whenever someone comes in they'll know what pbd flow is and that kind of thing just mm-hmm. short sweet simple interesting get to the point yeah. and we sold this shit in bulk that's beautiful in bulk like each person would buy like 20 of each thing and they would be like okay we'll let you know how it goes mm-hmm. and we sold out by the end of the day we we're like leave it even, that's it We're done with that Let's move on to the that's next nice. thing That's nice It was so you amazing So have a few of them left Yeah you. we do yeah. We have a few of them Just to show the people Let right. them know That this is where we started off from Yeah, yeah. And
0: those are really really cool lighters Because they're like electric And like basically yeah, yeah. Plasma on. lighter maybe. Yeah it's fine Let's see
1: if this one works huh? yeah, i hear that
0: super fire it's so cool <laughs> Like you just charge it It's endless It's, it's endless usable. They don't ever stop So that's really really yeah.
1: nice From the beginning We always worked on uh, What is it It's a uh, the, the the worth of the product rather than the abundance of it. We made mm-hmm. sure that everything has value to it rather than just throwing shit at people. Like even these hoodies we made them limited because we were like, well we loved what we put into it. It mm-hmm. has a beautiful message on the back. We don't wanna just have it, you know, thrown out to the world like, oh yeah. No. We want this to be for those people that care. Right. You know? Yeah.
0: And people that do care will oh, have yeah. parties parties. These, these off white ones were gone
1: immediately those are God. fire i love the gold thank you thank you it, yeah. thank you thank you this is the king's one I mean, yeah, a King? yeah
0: yeah beautiful <laughs>
1: but yeah i love i love everything this this is uh this is amazing
0: yeah did you you said you want to talk a little bit more about how it really started no
1: yeah yeah well like i was just explaining like how like people like we went out and bolt and sold oh, that's this how shit uh, yeah exactly yeah yeah it was amazing like and then well, what else happened after that week after we sold everything we were like okay we're done with that let's move on to merchandise and then we're now we're working on like tote bags uh, t-shirt designs we already have done super super cool things but the goal listen with a business and i'm not a business expert by no means but i'm learning as i go with business consistency is beyond important like you need to be consistent with everything you do in life but with a business you need to be able to push content at a fast and efficient rate and then while at the same time being interesting and have quality yeah have quality yeah
0: would you think like, I know you talked about the quality and like, abundance? Do you think they have to be in tandem, or because I feel like when you, you overproduce, you might lose a little bit of that quality. Right,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, v- make sure you you value your things before you just say, "Here, world, have this." Right. Like, make sure you. Well, for us, we we wanted to to make it limited because we we thought that PVD flow is more so a. Uh, a brand that isn't like, how do I say? Mm. It's not like a Hanes, right? We're not trying to give this to every single person. We want to be limited. Right. We want to be for the people who care, mm-hmm. and that and, that's, and that goes back to value. You know, like if you value what we do, you support.
0: You'll be a part of it. Yes. You'll gravitate towards
1: yes. it for sure. Yeah. Yes, we had, you know this poster y'all are probably looking at might not see that uh, perfectly was designed for an event that we were supposed to have and, and this just comes to show about business is just going back to that point we were having this event um, at Alchemy and we put a lot of work into it mm-hmm. and you know it was amazing to, to see the work that was put behind it and the people who were passionate about it unfortunately due to circumstances that were not necessarily in our hands we had to shut it down but the thing the reason i I, like the whole connection to business is being consistent and not being shut down is really important so like if something like this was to come across your way don't don't feel like oh man like i can't do this anymore i'm done this and the third like even though you might feel like that soak in the moment for the moment but you need to get over and start to think about start thinking about like okay how what's the Mm -hmm. next move yeah and immediately after this we've been planning our flow fest the event that y'all love so much yeah uh hopefully by september 15th so by the time you you post this or whenever you post this it'll mm-hmm. probably be around that time yeah. yeah hopefully uh you guys will show out to flow fest number three it'll be in september gonna be a f- blast man we're trying to get the pedestrian bridge by the way yeah pedestrian right, right bridge. in
0: like the the city though yeah it's the like heart of right the community yeah
1: amazing i look forward to it and honestly it's gonna be an amazing time and i can't wait for everyone to pull up
0: what helps you get out of those moments like and like i mean just sulk in the moment sulking in it a little bit what helps you like
1: for everyone is different for me it's a uh, i have like it's weird i i have like a weird uh relationship with my emotions like mm-hmm. i don't necessarily sit there and i'm like oh i'm so sad Mm. Oh, this <laughs> down the third I just kind of look at it and say fuck like damn right, whatever mm-hmm. let's move on to what's next like I have uh, so many things in my mind I'm not limited to one fucking thing like because this shit didn't go through I have a thousand different fucking ideas that I can still make happen I'm not going to be dwelling over one thing that didn't happen right? Yeah, yeah. and you know it's, it's a part of business it's a, bar- it's a part of taking those chances and seeing what happens and what doesn't happen feel me
0: yeah. So just figure like focusing on the end goal and just knowing that like, there's gonna be hiccups. Don't, yeah.
1: Don't 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 be discouraged. It's fine to to be sad and stuff, but don't be discouraged from doing what you love to do. It's very very like imagine you had a podcast and it was amazing and then the video corrupted.
0: Sadness. That being. right?
1: You'd be sad, <laughs> but you wouldn't say I'm not fucking doing this anymore, right? You'd probably go back with that person and say let's do it again. Right? And that's that's the point that I'm trying to make yeah. You shouldn't feel discouraged from anything That occurs when it comes to business You know, life, family is different But When it comes to business and trying to achieve goals Don't be discouraged, there's always another opportunity But with that being said Certain opportunities will only strike once In your lifetime So make sure you take any opportunity that you value And make sure you really invest in it I was going to Oh, this is a perfect segue to talk about What's, uh, what's happening with PVD Flow Kids. Yes. Yes. Right. So PVD Flow Kids is, is something that we're creating right now. It hasn't been talked about all that much, but it'd be a ple- it'd be an mm-hmm. honor to talk about it here on the podcast with Trinova. You mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. me? Um, so we're creating a nonprofit organization called PVD Flow Kids, in which where we'll be able to take kids um, into our organization, into our studio space, and teach them the process in event management, how to make an event happen. The past month or so, we've been working on a curriculum. Shout out to Izzy, shout out to Will, shout out to Rebelsi for helping out. We've been making this curriculum, trying to make it the best possible curriculum for these kids and uh, for them to actually walk out of this thinking, okay, I learned something. I can make something happen whenever I desire now. And we're, we have like the whole nine, like how do you promote the event? How do you manage the event? Who do you invite? What kind of people are you trying to have here? The whole nine, you know? and uh it's going to be so fun to have kids come into this we teach them and then who knows in a couple years they'll be like i want to work with pvd flow yeah i want to be a part of what you guys do i really love what you guys do and they'll support us and continue doing what we do that's really a dream of mine it's 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 been beyond uh it's amazing that we've been given this opportunity to be able to teach kids and then also get funded in order to teach kids that's a big very big for us and we are super excited i cannot wait i can't wait for this me and them kids we're gonna have so much fun i'm gonna make sure they have a blast when they're doing this and not only that but they gonna walk out thinking wow pvd oh. flow really just changed my life mm-hmm. and these are not no like 10 no like they're gonna be 16 17 year old oh. kids so they're gonna you know re- getting ready for college oh.
0: i was thinking i was thinking middle school
1: no no no, no. maybe some we'll see what happens the younger the better it gives us more opportunity to work with them
0: right and it's just honestly like you said perspective earlier it can Mm -hmm. change their perspective on certain things absolutely even as they're growing they might you know think about life differently or you know their actions differently so that's good for sure
1: Um,
0: is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we head out soon um i know you have a meeting at three big things big things
1: (laughs) yes absolutely hopefully we're trying to get the park down right now at at the pedestrian bridge we're trying to get that finalized trying to get it ready for Mm y'all so we can throw the event there but uh i'm all set Mm -hmm. i really had a it was an amazing time here with you thank you for the questions thank you for the opportunity i can't wait to come back
0: yeah of course and we're going to talk more about the other things you're doing in the future Absolutely. hopefully
1: in the future we have more things to talk about
0: Well, thank you so much, Mustafa, again, for stopping by at the Worldviews podcast. And we shall see. We'll see. We'll be watching. We'll be watching what you're doing and what's up next for you.
1: Thank you so much.